Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's the bros. We're in the back room of the sanctuary where the conversation happens. And today, we're going to be talking about Jonah. I'm Jose. My co-host Bill and John are here in the room today. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. All right, Bill, this is where you're supposed to say something. <laughs> oh, he's being you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of Man, he really, is, he really is taking my job oh. today. I guess I'm going to have to try to be funny. This is not going to go well. <laughs> Hey guys, what do you guys think about the book of Jonah? It's a fun book. I love it. I wonder if he actually knew how to swim. I don't think so. No? No, I think that's why God sent the whale. He had problems swimming. He had to have problems swimming. It was also a storm, though. I, he had to have not been able to swim because he, God sent him a, a whale. I think he gave up. I think he wanted to die. He wanted to, Oh, that's quite, quite what it is. Let's read the story. So, in Jonah chapter 1... I'm going to go ahead and start reading here. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city. It's a great city. Uh, Does that mean large? I don't know. (laughs) We're three great people in the church, in the house of God, huh? Yes, amen. I'm not great. Nope. Get in there. No, I'm joking. uh, You'll be there one day. Don't worry. (laughs) But yeah, he he said to that great city and cry against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. I wonder why he called it great. Uh, it was, well, it's like you call New York a great city, right? Who it's does? like a I large mean, city it's and it's, a, it, it's a, a very important city. You think it's that's, a very important you think city. That's what the Bible time. means when it says great is big. Right. Or important. Important. I mean, yeah. It could be a very important city. It was the know. largest city in the world for several decades. But Jonah rose up to flee so unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. Hmm. It said Tarshish twice in that. It did. It did. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into, into it to go with them unto Tarshish, up three times, from the presence of the Lord. He just wanted to run away. I guess he didn't want to go to uh, Nineveh to tell them. We know why. We we obviously know why. We're just reading the story. And the reason they're saying Tarshish so many times is they really want they really want you to get that. Like he is not going to Nineveh. He's not going. No, like, Tarshish was the opposite direction. Yeah, complete south or north, whatever direction it is. <laughs> <laughs> is it not? Wait, in the I map? Can you look it up? <laughs> Which I way? From? I don't want to. No. Oh, <laughs> come on, Google guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna use Google Maps and look up Tarshish. All right, he's got a laptop. You've got a phone. Let's see. Who's going to get it first? Well, if I knew how to spell, I would have. Wow. That's a map. Wow. It's okay. So. Okay. So Nineveh is about 550 miles from to the Joppa. northeast of Nineveh. Right. From Joppa, where Jonah was going from. Right. However, Tarshish is 2,500 miles. He was going super far away. It literally. Yeah. It's like it's like if God called it. us to go from Florida up into Georgia, and we're like, we're gonna go to L.A. and like just went <laughs> five hundred miles. How far is dude? LA? Like he was really trying to get away from Nineveh completely. Wow. Yeah. Orlando is li- or L.A. is literally two thousand five hundred miles. So it's literally he was trying yeah. to go. Wow, dude. It's literally like if Floridians had to go to Georgia and went to L.A., but dude. but sailed there. Oh, you can't do that. But like drove, I guess, is 37 hours. 
But on a boat, that's an insane amount of Wow, time. dude. That's amazing that he... Yeah. That and again, that's 2,500 miles straight line. Could you imagine, though, being yourself and you have a calling from God and, you, and he says, I want you to go minister to somebody and then you just... You don't want to, so you go completely to a different state or something and don't... You know what I mean? Like, imagine... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> complete like, different state. Go give that homeless man $5 and then just leave the country. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just go to Mexico. <laughs> There's no homeless people in Mexico. I won't get called again. Yeah, oh, it's man. Insane. And then you get, you, you, you get that whole, I'm not there anymore, so I don't yeah. have to worry about being you know called to do that. <laughs> Well, and there's always a little hope, you know, when you ask your children or something to do do a thing for you, like go do this chore or whatever. Yeah. There's a hope that like maybe they're gonna get to it. All right. <laughs> you know, like you know maybe they're maybe they're gonna go around or something. Yeah. And you see them, you watch them, you watch them not do the thing, and you're like, oh, they they're not doing it. They're not maybe. Uh. No, they're not doing it. I got. I better go say something to him. That's what happened. He was just God was sitting there watching Jonah and thinking, what are you really doing, dude? He's going the other direction. Yeah. Maybe he'll turn around. Maybe, you know, he just wanted to. Maybe he got lost. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. There's a lot of great things happening. So, 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 so instead of being able to go out of state <laughs> from, from helping this person, mm. you're trying to get out of state on the highway, and the bridge breaks. Yeah. Completely. Sure. Oh, my word. You're driving through Oklahoma and there's a tornado on the way to L.A. <laughs> yeah, it's just sitting in the middle of the road, though. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't move. It's yeah. just there. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Oh, my word. You know how mad I'd be if I had to throw my wares over and it turned out that it was just because this guy, random guy, was running from his god? Over or under? Over. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? I didn't hear it. <laughs> he had to throw his wares away, so under or over? <laughs> oh. That's so good. John oh, man. John's confused. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't get Underwear. Uh, <laughs> Overwear. Yeah, underwear is funnier. Um, <laughs> you know, how terrifying would it be to, like, I don't go on a boat very much. How terrifying would it be? You can't see land at all. You're on a big wooden boat with a sail on it, and you're in the middle of the ocean, and a wait, like a storm comes up so bad that you st immediately, every single person on there starts praying. Yeah. I've never been on a boat far enough out uh, that I can't see land. It's got to be. like I, I am fine when there's a boat and everything's clear, but just imagining not being able to go anywhere, and you're just like in the storm. You're riding it yeah. out. It's like when you're... We're, in Florida, we have a lot of hurricanes. Right. And there, there's a feeling of just, I can't do anything. It's just like, whatever happens. We can repair all we want. Mm -hmm. But then there's a certain point where we're like, if it blows the house down, nothing we can do. Right. And like, to be in the middle of the ocean, you can't do anything. And then there's a point where the captain's like, all right, we better start throwing stuff overboard because we're going to sink. But Jordan had gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Oh, that's another he thing that would be sleeping. really annoying. I hate people who do that. You, you would just, be like, the guy doing that. Everything goes wrong. And you're not there to do anything. You're just sleeping. You're sleeping. It's just like, yeah, even in, you know, you see somebody sleeping and something's happening. You you resent them a little bit for it. Yeah, you like, kind of do. Like, I, I have to deal with all this stuff and well, you're sleeping. 
How about when Jesus was in the boat mm. and the storm different. was happening? It's a very, very, different, different. very, very, different, but, very I mean, different. Outcomes are different. You know, scenarios not very much different though. No, that's true. Scenarios are not the very much different. The exact same thing happened. Yeah. By the way, the the disciples didn't know what to do. They started casting things overboard, and then they all started praying to their God. In this case, they were waking up. Wow, Jesus. this is how lined up that sounds. Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? He they yeah. woke up Jesus. They went to the person who could solve it. And he gave up his... Oh, wait, let me stop. So the shipmaster yeah, came story. to him and yeah. he said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. That is funny that they had so little faith in their own gods. Yeah. It's like, pray to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Get every the phone single book one. out. <laughs> <laughs> what God do you pray to? Pray to him now. Pull the prayer beads out. You get that yarmulke ready. Like, just like they're going through it. <laughs> I'm not like, calling out any religions here. <laughs> I only call that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the right way, too. Uh, no, I, uh, you know what I mean? Just prayer like beads. That that's Catholic, isn't it? Hey, okay. <laughs> No, that's Jewish. He said Yamaka. Uh, yeah, but he said he was talking about the prayer beads as well. Oh, that, that yeah, is he did. The prayer that's beads. a lot of different ones, actually. Yeah, they, yeah that's they, fair. they have so many Hail Marys they have to pray to. Yeah. You know. They believe in praying <laughs> to an intercessor, which is like Mary. I don't get it. I don't understand it. No, I just thought, I'm sorry I'm laughing. I just thought whenever you said Hail Mary, I was like, how great if it was if that was just a move they did with the baptism where they threw a baby all the way across the church. Into the baptism. Oh, my word. It's a football reference. Yeah. So. Uh, just threw a Hail Mary right straight, in. Straight, straight. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a mortifying thought. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. That, that's horrible. Um Alright, do a bunch of Hail Marys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I can't even think where I was going with that. <laughs> was I going <laughs> anywhere with that? Or was somebody else going I don't somewhere know. with that? You were going somewhere. I, I was going somewhere. I, I wasn't going to Tarshish, obviously. No, you weren't. <laughs> <I was laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh where am I at? Um back room And the they said I am in the back room of the sanctuary. sanctuary. <laughs> and they said everyone to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So that so they cast th- lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. I didn't know lot was in this story. Um, Boo. Okay, so basically <laughs> they spun the bottle and said, who is it? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's you. Get oh off the boat. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, that is also funny. Remember when that everybody thought that worked? It did because <laughs> God, that's how God did it. But <clears throat> Yeah. But like you know, they used to just—they were just like, "All right, let's see who, let's figure it out." Yeah, like let's use the magic eight ball. <laughs> he got the short. He got the short stick. Where is? What are you looking for? There it is, King James. I'm looking for King James version. Are you trying to get the? Are you I'm trying just to gonna pull up the Bible so I can see it? Oh, I'm about to say if you're gonna get the auditor, no. the the the. the um, no, I'm gonna no, pull no, up no. a different version. No, and no, no, read no. That. There's there's one that's King James version, but it's like dramatized. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my goodness, it's it so good. You can hear the background, the people screaming in the background. You can hear like what's going on, their attitude, the demeanor, everything. I just said so like would probably redundant twice. Did you hear that? <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, where are we at? But uh, I'm on. Uh, I think on verse eight. Verse eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then said they unto them. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, hold up. We didn't finish the verse 7. Oh, did I not? I thought we did. It fell upon Jonah. Oh, did you say that? I didn't hear that. Yeah, the lot. I said the lot fell upon Jonah. I said they spun the bottle. How, and the how nervous was Jonah during that lot casting ceremony? That I don't think having? he was. I think he was so confident that he could get no, away with knew, it. No, he knew. He knew. I think I know when I'm in trouble. You're a prophet of God. You have to know. Yeah, you, you know. And you know your God is right. And when they said pray to your God, it's like, 
I can't talk to him. I'm a, <laughs> he's the guy I'm trying. He's the I'm reason I'm straight. here. I'm going twenty five what thousand a mile a thousand twenty five hundred twenty five hundred miles away <laughs> from where, where I'm, I'm at to, be, to yeah. get away from my God where I'm supposed to go. Oh, yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, and and like there's you know have you ever like been in, like done something that would get you in trouble? And then your mom talks to you, and you think the whole time that she knew, she knows it. No, She's what, you, like, what oh. you do is you go to you. You're out playing with friends, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. didn't clean your room. Yeah, yeah. So that's the of, one. That's so the one that would get me. Instead of going home to clean the rest of your room, you go to another friend's house where she's not going to look for you. Yeah. and you go away. Well, oh, most, yes. most of my childhood. Is your friend I Timmy? Only you, are you at your friend's Timmy's house? And then she calls you, and you're not thinking. Well, that would never happen to me because I wasn't. I didn't have a phone. No, until every I was time, in every time school. the friend's mom walks into the room, you get like this pit of your stomach feeling yeah. of like my my mom told her, my mom told her, and you're just terrified. Yeah. And that's what happened is he's like the storm's going on it's gut feeling something's wrong here i know it and so i think he was resigned he's like oh they're casting lots okay and just like, <laughs> it's my happy. time yeah yeah then said they unto him tell us we pray thee for whose cause is is evil upon us what is thine occupation and whence comest thou what is thy country and of what people art thou hmm. and he said unto them I am an Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. He just lied to these guys. What? Where? Did, what? what? Where did he lie? Excuse me. Because if hold on, hold on. I gotta like? find it. I gotta find it. Did he lie about being a Hebrew? No, he no, lied he about lied about fearing God. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I was about to say. God I mean, he made did, the sea but he no, he kind of, but did. he didn't. No, no, he did. He did what? He did fear the Lord right then when the storm was going yeah, on. Yeah, he, he did. Was okay. very afraid. I just think, no, he respects him still. He in just your, didn't want to follow In your him. fear, your, your idea of fear there was respect, and he did not respect his calling yeah. to go to Nineveh. Yeah. He did not respect him. But he did fear what God would do to him because he did not do that. Right. When they were it's casting like if you say, lots. I'm under my parents' authority, and then you're, you can be disobedient, but you still are under their authority. Right. Also, I like that as soon as they cast lots and they talk, they they ask them twenty questions. Yeah, <laughs> just go straight into that. All right, uh, where do you work? First off, um, <laughs> let me start off with this. Yeah, why are you here? And where do you work? Uh, where do you come from? What is that country? Uh, and who who are you with? Who are your people are you with? Who's your family? Um, yeah, and he said unto them, I am in Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who which hath made the sea and the dry land. I was wondering if he was going to go ahead and say that, that that he made this storm. Like, hmm. he's the one that's causing this storm. <laughs> yeah, you know this storm? This is my fault. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they have, to, they have to believe that because they're figuring oh, out wait. who's causing it. What is it? Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Uh, then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. They were praying to their gods. Yep. But when it comes to his God, now they're afraid. Yeah. Now exactly. they know who the real God is. How Boom. Can you explain that? Yeah. So listen, they are very, 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 very. I'm going to keep saying very until I think of the word I want. Hold on. You know, Jesus is the only one in the Bible that ever said verily, verily. Yeah. I, wanna, I, wanna I wonder if Bill says very, 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 very. <laughs> he didn't have a, he didn't stutter. Verily, I mean. verily, I say unto thee, these men were extremely superstitious. Yeah. 
And a lot of uh, sailors are. Yeah, even now. But yeah. you can tell that by, you know, all of them calling on every man unto his God. And that tells me that they all understood that everybody had their own God and it wasn't a big deal. She's like, oh, that's my God. That's your God. Yeah. That's all, you know. And so, so Jonah walks onto the boat and conversations, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, <laughs> probably not a lot happening. Uh, this is probably several days into the journey getting bored and they're like so why are you here why are you traveling with us you're a weird looking guy and he's just like yeah i'm running for my god right now i uh he asked me to do something i don't really want to do it and like, oh okay that's yeah. fine because you know i was like oh, i used to do that all the time because it was it was a little piece of brass on my shelf i used to run away uh and then you know and then he comes up in the middle of a storm to say to them i am in hebrew and i feel the lord the god of heaven which hath made the sea and the dry land like my god is just a little buddha man on a shelf hey listen to this then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us? Asking him, What do we need to do? For the sea rocked and was tempestuous. And what did you say? How do we, we fix, fix this? this? Yeah, how do we fix this? Drinks. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Remember when I was talking about how it was being foreshadowing of Jesus? Mm-hmm. My word. Yeah. He gave up his own his own life to say, hey, if you want to be have peace, <laughs> just throw me overboard. Yeah. I'm giving my own life. You know what I mean? Sure. Like not a beat, not not I think he was I think they didn't do it because he was a little too enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was yeah, a little he like, just like just just the throw me overboard. The only thing you can do is throw me overboard, please. Like, I don't want to sh- do it. Are but you I sure? Will. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> For sure, cuz he's just in like, he's a, he was probably the depressed guy in the bottom of the boat just sleeping. He <laughs> was literally in the bottom sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's just noisy made all the journey. <laughs> I wish I didn't run from God. Why did he have to ask me to do that? Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. So they obviously did not want to throw him overboard at the time. Yeah. They were trying to make him go off the of land, but God had different plans. Also, he could have totally said, Hey, turn the boat around <laughs> and uh, bring it over to Nineveh. Hey, let's start heading a little towards Nineveh, please, and we'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Like, it, he could have said, hey, I'm going to pray and ask the Lord, hey, can we can we stop the storm just so we can turn around and go to Nineveh? No. Yeah. It was like, I would rather die than go to Nineveh. Throw me in the water. He I don't want to get really saved. hated those people. Mm. Yeah. Wherefore, they cried unto the Lord and said, we beseech thee, O Lord. We beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not upon us innocent blood. For thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. So now they've gone from praying to their own separate gods. They're all praying to his his God. Right. That just shows you how powerful God is. Yeah. It really does. That's this is like the worst preacher ever. <laughs> in the fact that he's trying to do everything to escape God, and God is still saving people. Yeah, he's doing everything wrong, and God is still like oh, this bozo. Let me <laughs> save some people around him, just so, <laughs> just so at least something will happen here. I gotta do something to work. And I'm at and and listen through his disobedience, they're being saved. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Just, just think about that. I think we have to put a, I just forgot the word, but I think we have to say 
just because disclaimer. this yeah disclaimer don't disobey god to think this is going to happen no this is as far as i know the only instance yeah where this happened uh, what happened where Not, people, oh, people got saved. Yeah. Oh. I thought you meant, yeah, I thought you meant the whole situation. No. I was like, I was Whatever like, you do, please don't sail away in the opposite direction because this is the only time a fish has come up <laughs> and scrimmed a guy. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Yeah. They were like, we are, <laughs> we are going <laughs> to, our God has never done anything yeah. like this. Everybody just agreed. So this is God now, right? Yeah, yeah that's ours. the one. That's the one. <laughs> We're right praying there. to this one. If he can make the wind <laughs> in the in the storms, yeah. it ceased from her rage. I wonder if that was like an instantaneous thing yeah. or like gradual. No, I think it was when when Jesus was on walking on. My word, how many times are we gonna bring in the the relevance? Yeah, between Jonah's story and Jesus. Jesus was walking on water, and he can just say in an instant. Be, be, how does it say? Be still. <laughs> peace yeah. be still. When he can just say, peace be still, and the waters just calm down. God said, this water's calming down. Yes. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. What do you think a great fish is? Um, I've always heard a whale. Yeah, they described it as a fish. And so people say it wasn't a whale. However, um, the Bible... A Goliath grouper is a fish. And that's it is, huge. but it would not be able... To, I don't think it would be able to fit a person inside. What they people have no, said is know. it's a whale shark. They have very large mouths. Most whales have uh, baleen. Like, they can't actually swallow things. Yeah. Like, their throats are actually smaller. Like the they, humpback whales, sperm whales? They eat plankton. They eat plankton primarily. Yeah. So there's no way for them to receive all of that, but... Right. Um, whale sharks do have large mouths and can hold a person. And there has been somebody who was eaten by a whale shark before that survived. Wow. Um, but three not, days? Uh, I think it was similar. I don't remember if it was exactly that. But there's a lot of things that happens. There's uh, stomach acid that bleaches your skin. Uh, again, you're going to stink horribly. Yeah. Seaweed, you know, all of that. There's so many things. But the stomach acid is the biggest thing. Yeah, because you're, you're being digested. Right, and so you know, that's what people have said is that you come out of it looking f- bleached, and and I've heard that everything is white, like your hair is almost gone, almost. Yes, and you know, that's you crazy. look probably awful. You know what? That makes sense. Later on down the story, when he's preaching in Nineveh, and they're not looking at him because of how I'm, I'm assuming that how bad he looks. Yeah. But chapter two. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly, and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. This sounds like, sounds like David. It does. Well, he probably grew up on David. You, know, you think Jonah happened right after David? Maybe not right after, but no, this, it was, the, I it mean, was we still before, read the Psalms now. So yeah, I but think he he read the Psalms, and it's something that you know he. It's like sometimes when you pray. Wait, 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 wait. That I'm trying to make sense of this. Yeah, Jonah happened before, or after David. After, after, after David. Okay, after. okay, okay. Long Time. I was making sure because you said yeah. before. Because it was. Um, 
Let me double check that. Ninth century BCE. When was real quick while you're doing that? Whale sharks can get up to sixty-one feet long. That's about the size of a semi truck with a tractor. That's a, that's a big fish. We could say that's a great fish. That's a great fish. That's a great fish. How big is the stomach? I I haven't found anything on the stomach yet. And then look up the digestion period. Wow. What? Wow. I was just looking up Psalms. Wow. Wow. Timeline. The oldest psalm is Psalms 90, which was written by Moses. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. They have psalms written by Moses. That's cool. But what's but what what about the one psalm by David yeah. where he's talking about in in the depths of hell you've heard me you 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 were with me that's what this sounds like yeah it does you know what I'm talking about yeah. what scripture is that where he says in I'm, I'll make my bed in hell and you are with me one thousand B C E I don't know what ninth century means but whatever uh, yeah it's it's a couple hundred so, years so basically it's, a, it's like two hundred years so he after. grew up. Uh, on David's Psalms. Yeah, much in the same way that we would read, you know, things from the 1800s. So, like Mark Twain, yeah, and things of that nature. Um, it takes 68 to 82 hours. So to that's digest. less than three days to digest what fish. Yeah, the the like their normal diet is. Yeah, um, oh well, yeah, but a man is not a fish. No, no, like fish. Uh, Plankton, probably. Uh, you know, krill, um, jellyfish, and crabs. Yeah. Small stuff, yeah. usually. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to, you're going to have a lot harder time to digest. The, like a snake digesting a rabbit versus digesting a deer. Antelope, like, yeah. Yeah. So, are you still looking up the uh, timeline or are we, are we done with that? Uh, I'm done with that. Okay. Uh, it just, it's about 200 years after David. So, yeah. So like, I think it's so like, like we reading quote, Mark Twain kind of. Yeah, if we sense. quote Mark Twain, we quote things and like. And he's uh, at least 200 years sure. before us, right? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. And and like if we quoted like Three Musketeers or the, the works of literature like that, yeah. then we'd say that. Oh, it makes sense. For thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas, and the floods come past me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me for thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas and the floods come past me about all thy billows and thy waves passed over me then i said i am cast out of thy sight yet i will look again toward the holy temple so he's praising the lord yes in the belly of the whale yeah it's it's really an example of Reaching out to God at the lowest point. You know how many times we do that? Mm. Pretty much every time. I think that's the biggest thing that people yeah. have. Is is It's like, um, you ever heard of jailhouse religion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're trapped and you're kind of in a bad place. So guess what you do? You look to heaven and you ask God for, for help when you're in a bad place, in a deep place. And this being in the, the whale, the belly's whale, and this being in the whale's belly, you don't know if you're gonna get out of this. Yeah, you don't know because you you're know anything. You're swallowed up. For all you know, you could be dying because of this digestion st- stuff. Yeah. The waters come past me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I mm. went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth, with her bars, 
was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord, my God. Man, wow. can you just like... Yeah, I mean, you're... This is the thing is is said. Then Jonah prayed at the end of the three days, three nights. Yeah, he was probably thinking over this. There's some stuff here that you don't just think of immediately. Yeah, no. Went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Could you imagine how much pressure there was? You you're under you're in the water. I'm. Yeah, I mean the bottoms of the mountains. That's. Yeah, I think he was using hyperbole there, but. Yeah. I don't know. He, I think he was using like a, you know, the earth doesn't literally have bars. And I think he was just talking about it, it trapping him. Yeah. Like, like a, like a jail. Yes. But just imagine also, being in he that. He never says, forgive me. He never asked for forgiveness in here. That's the other thing. Is he just says, you save no, me. No, he's literally just praising God. Yeah. He's like, you save me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But he's not like, oh, by the way, I'm very sorry about, about not, not going where I needed to go. <laughs> When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Mm. Ooh. That's good. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Speaking of bars. I know, right? But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. He still hasn't said sorry, have you? That's a no. weird way to write that, by the way. I will pay that that I have vowed. So is he saying sorry or is he just saying like... No, he's, salvation is of the Lord. <laughs> I haven't asked for it, though. I just, I right. just said thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know... Right, and then God uh, and the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out jo- Jonah upon dry land. So God yeah. was like, "Okay, he's had enough. Yeah, he's, he's had enough there. punishment. He's marinated long enough." I honestly Aww. think that this whole time of him like praising God was literally in his deepest, darkest, hardest moment. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody does that. Sure. Everybody goes and says, "Hey, I'm having a hard time. Lord, help me out." Even if we're not living a Christ-like life, yeah. we're going through a hard time, and we just don't know how to handle it ourselves. Right. So we give up, and we say, God, be in there. But once, the is, once that is over and we're back to being normal, right. we forget about it. Sure. We, don't, we don't need God in our life at that point right. anymore. We just want to handle it on our own. It's just when we get to the bottom, just when we yeah. get into the, bellies, um, into the fish's belly, yeah. and we're down at the depths of the ocean, the bottom of the mountain on the on the earth's bars. It's just literally we're just needing God's help then. Yeah. But it would be but like rock bottom. Yeah. Like the absolute as deep as you can get. Dig a hole as far down as you can and just keep on digging when you get to the bottom. Which in Florida is not very deep. You get to join <laughs> it the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Florida you hit water real quick. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that, you know, Jonah is a great example of of you know, when everything else is going wrong, you can call out to the Lord, but it's always better to, to just get listen there in beforehand. the first place. Yeah. yeah. All of this could have been solved if he had just done what God asked him to do or asked the Lord, you know, is there any other way? Yeah. Right. And if he said no, then that, there's no. You wouldn't go somewhere else. You shouldn't go anywhere else. You just need to go where God has sent you. I love, yeah. I love and how. And as soon as you find out you're not doing that, even sometimes we don't think we are. Yeah. This was a literal, he's going the opposite direction. But sometimes when we are called to do something, we don't always see that as what it is. 
and we think, oh, that's just, you know, it's whatever. Like with this podcast, we could have said, oh, it's just, you know, we'll start it maybe or, but there was a calling. It was a ministry now we're doing that yeah. we love doing. But if we ran from that unintentionally, as soon as we realized we should have been doing that, you have to turn, you have to turn around. Yeah. And, and try to, you know, get to where God wants you to be. Cause otherwise he got out lucky. Yeah. He was lucky. That's what, you know. We may bring this up, but in the story of Esther, one of my favorite parts of that story is when Mordecai is talking to Esther before she goes to the king. Yeah. Is he didn't say that if you don't do this, then we will all die. Very easy thing to say in that moment. Like, you're our only hope. He did not say you're our only hope. That's what all the movies would probably want because that's the most, like, you know, action-packed. Like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. She's the only hope. No, he said... If you don't do this, someone else will. Will. Because God is going to save us. But we're not going to get out of this. Our family's not going to get out of this. Yeah. And this is a little bit of self preservation. He's like, hey, I'm your family. Please do this. <laughs> I want to be out of here too. Uh, but it was amazing to me that is, this is the same kind of thing that if Jonah hadn't gone, Somebody I'm else sure would. God could have raised up somebody to say, all right, go to Nineveh. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's time. It's time for you to go. If and probably someone more obedient. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. But he wanted Jonah to do it. He wanted yeah. him to do it because he was trying to teach him a lesson. Exactly. And it's not just the lesson of obedience. Well, we're not even at the lesson yet. We're not. We're, we're still at the part where he's. He's still not learning. He's, he's on. He's on the verge. He, he has not learned. No, anything he's never did. Praising the Lord. But he's getting the lesson though. Oh yeah. At the at the end of the book, he gets it a takes lesson. time. Yeah. I but whether you whether you whether you heed the lesson and start listening and saying, all right, I'll take this advice and run with it. It's just like, well, let me just get to that point. Yeah. I love how chapter three starts with God just telling him to do it again. Yeah. So in my in my book, it says the prophet's obedience. Yeah. yeah that's my, my. Yeah. You yours ver- is that's your version. By the way, not sponsored. A terrific Bible app. If you don't have you version. I what recommend are you doing? it. Not sponsored again. Sponsors your version. Please. Give us a sponsor. We will, we will put put you up at any opportunity. Your plans are great. Uh, I really. Man. I'm going to continue to play. I would it. say I, I, work on your verse images a little bit. Just a bit. You have all this AI technology coming out. Use it for good. I do Use it for God. I do enjoy that the U version has where I can listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I don't always have time to. And they did the right yeah, thing. They perfect. used Scoresby. That yeah. Uh, ex- Alex. Uh, absolutely. I'm gonna have to send an email out to U version and say, Hey, listen yeah. to this part of the podcast. I know what the Lord came out of the time saying. Arise, go to Nineveh that great city and preach unto the preaching that I bid thee. Wait, are you reading it? No, no <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was, but like you know, it just yeah. sounds. That's what he reads it like. Yeah. So, the prophet's obedience, Jonah chapter three. The Lord came at, unto no, Jesus. I could have played it if I wanted. <laughs> no, he could have played on that. Yeah. I was so cutting, cutting it. The prophet's obedience, and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, "Arise, go unto Nineveh." Imagine the tone of the voice that God had. Arise. Very frustrated. Yeah. Go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So I don't think that God's voice would have been an angry tone of voice, more of a firm tone of voice. You yeah. know? I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Uh, disappointment. I hate that. <laughs> but like the way I read it, I felt like that would be the way he would have said yeah. it. Like, arise. Go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. 
literally just yeah. telling him, just go do it. <laughs> like, I t- do what I told you to do. I won't warn you again. Just yeah. don't do what I told you to do. I, I genuinely wonder what would happen if Jonah would have come out the fish, heard him say, go to Nineveh, and been like, nah. Hey, come back. Come <laughs> back. Take me back to the boat. Take me back to the boat. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I, I genuinely um, wonder what would have happened. Yeah. He would have died instantly. <laughs> down. I would have mm. been so mad. God has killed people for way less than that. <laughs> He is he like there are people who disobeyed him once over something that you know was trivial and he was like gone yeah he gone you know he just took him out yeah I think I think so I think that's what would have happened because at this point Jonah's not gonna learn nothing he's not gonna go anywhere well, not if so do you dead. think you think that he's convinced that he's not gonna do it or he will do it uh, this is well well I think we'll discuss this when it when it comes to it so Jonah so Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now, Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. So what does that mean? Is that it's a three days journey across Nineveh saying that it's that long to cross it? Yes. I think it takes three days to travel across Nineveh. And you're talking about three miles an hour, like walking, right? Yeah. yeah. How long does it take? What do you say if you had to walk through New York City? Oh, it wouldn't be three days. I've never done that. Yeah, but it would. It would be like a day. No, I would have hopped on a bus. Yeah, that yeah, but buses. <laughs> that's true. True, <laughs> true. But like, just just to walk it, if you had to, would you? Would it take more? I don't think it would take three days. No, I think. But it would take okay, like one okay, and a half okay. Maybe, but take this way: three miles an hour, mm-hmm. and I think three days journey is considering eight hours of walking. Like about right, eight hours. Yeah, eight sure. hours walking. So three three miles an hour for eight hours, mm. times that by three. Right. Yeah. What's that? Hold on. Twenty four. Twenty four miles. Wow, miles? that's not a big, big city. Back then, three days journey is long, you know. Yeah, but or would you say it's sixteen hours, eight hours rest? I don't think. I don't think it's that. I think it's more. I, I don't know. I, I can look. Why am be. I not looking? Why are you not so using Google? You I have a Google had on your phone. pulled up. I had so pulled this up is not. This is not NYC. This is Manhattan, but it's thirteen point four miles long. And if you walked it three and a half miles and didn't stop walking, it would take you almost four hours. Yeah, that's so. That's, that's nothing. Insane. No. Now, me. So take that. <laughs> like 13. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to get distracted really easily. It, but it said three days journey across, right? Yeah. It, no, it just says it just says three days journey. Exceeding great city of three days journey. Right. Right, let me look this up here. Um, yeah, it was the largest city for 50 years. In, it was the largest city in the world for 50 years, or at least in that part of the world. So you got to look up where the boat would have landed and how far across it would have been. It was about 60 miles around. So around. Is that, so is that across or like circumference? So uh, I would say take that and divide by four. So that was like, what, 20, 46, no, th- 15 or so mm, miles? Yeah. So we're kind of like close to 20-something miles. Large city for that day. Yeah, Jonah at Nineveh, it was about 96 kilometers or 60 miles around. So either so way, 60, that's a 60 miles. New York City is only 32 miles. We're not good with numbers. You know who's good with numbers? Your dad. Yeah, that's anyway, true. Anyway, so Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. 
You think that Nineveh would have liked that message? Hmm. No. Probably not. Coming from somebody who looks bleached. Here's the thing. Would you either have a moment of repentance because he looks awful? Or is it, I don't respect this person because he looks, you know, non-reputable. But, you know, it's like he looked like he was bleached. He his hair was almost probably all gone. He he was dressed in ragged clothes, and he comes in and angrily, not happily, he was not happy about this. Said, "Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown." And he looks like he's been overthrown already. He looks like what's going to happen to him. Totally ah, but I, I know what you're coming from. He yeah. probably hasn't eaten in like four yeah, days. He looks yeah, but he horrendous. looks like he's been overthrown. Yes, and he's he coming like from a point where. I know yeah. what can happen from God. So he this is what can happen like, to you. Yeah. He looks like destruction. He's the bringer of the news of destruction. He, he'd be considered a harbinger? Yes, I would say. It's it's 100% he is looking awful. Like yeah. he he's the worst messenger you could send. But also the 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 closest city in America that I could find to the size of Nina was it was uh Washington DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 68 square miles. Mm. Wow. I couldn't walk these either. No yeah, no. yeah, I couldn't do that. That's it's huge. Well, so the um, and I've been to DC. I, oh yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's you know, he's entering in the city at day's journey. So as he's walking, he's yelling, "Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown." He's saying, "You're all going to die if you don't repent in forty days." And it's like, that's a guy I believe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are people I don't believe. That's a guy I'm like. Oh, he knows some stuff about dying. Now he's been through something. He's been through some crazy experiences that right. I don't want to experience at all. I wonder if somebody had the courage to ask him, like, what's up with your face? Yeah, and then he just yelled mm. right at him. <laughs> yeah, 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Yeah. Mm. That's, Do you think his voice sounded awful, too? Probably. I mean, like, oh, yeah, I think. You don't think that that acid would have gotten in his throat and messed yeah. up his vocal cords? He A pr- little bit? Yeah, I don't know what he sounded like. Maybe like, this is terrible. Yet for no, no. Yeah. Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. I wonder if it turned out he just sounded like it was in puberty. Yet forty. Or yeah. he had croup. Maybe he just sounded <laughs> like yeah. Maybe he just sounded like a pro wrestler. <laughs> Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. You know Why that, that sound like a yeah. pirate again? No, no, it did not sound like a private. I know who exactly the it is. The great like, Nineveh throwdown, brother. I'm not. Throw. I'm not, yeah. not bringing that up. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So the people of Nineveh believed God. No, 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 no. They didn't believe him. They believed God. Yeah. And just pro- skip no, uh, Jonah. Yeah, they forgot about Jonah. Just they <laughs> believed yeah. God. Well, he's the messenger. He's not a boy. yeah. So the people Oof. of Nineveh believed God. And proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. So, what's sackcloth? Uh, oh, man. I know what it is. I just don't want to have to tell you. Yeah. Oof. Well, <laughs> it's just, I know what it means, but it's just like very a coarse. It's, a, it's basically a burlap sack. Very coarse, rough fabric woven from flexion. You're trying not to look good. Mm. It's sorrow. It's you're usually made of black goat's hair, um, and you usually put ashes on you as well. It's like, have you ever seen a re, a re um, 
Hester Reavers? No. no. It's like, you ever seen those those plays where they try to make themselves look like they're from yeah. the, Like, those clothing they're wearing, that's like sackcloth. Like, the poor, the poor people would have worn. Yeah, but every single one from the most important to the least important, including the king. Yeah, and it says the greatest of them, even to the least of them. Like, all of them. Every single person in that town. And that's not a size. That's by, you know, how, how important they were. Yeah. All the poor... All of the rich, all the dukes of, and there were a lot of rich people in that city. Yeah, all of them. Well, yeah, it it was the biggest city. Yeah. Poor city, great city, great city. Yeah. Terrific city. We got to build a wall over there. We got to get that. But other than that, it's a terrific city, huge city, very huge. So. <laughs> For a word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him. And covered him with sackcloth. The king, uh, the highest of the land, took yeah. off his robes and put sackcloth. Like, just think. that's He's going down to the, the poorest people's level yeah. at that yeah. point. And sat in ashes. That had to be uncomfortable. Well, it was it was humbling. Yeah. That's what it was. It's mourning. It's, it's, you know, trying to put yourself at the lowest possible point. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. So he called a fast for everybody and every animal. I wonder where the animals couldn't eat. Well, he was taking no chances. If and those animals were upset. If, Nina, if if Jonah looked the way he looked, giving the message to Nineveh, imagine what <laughs> God's going to do to them yeah. if they don't listen. Yeah. yeah I but mean, the, what, what did that have to do with the goats? Well, the goats were evil. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, but he but proclaimed like, the fast on all the animals, too. Well, that's the thing is he said, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Every single thing in Nineveh will die, including the animals. So maybe the animals were the problem. Because, again, you got to think the Jews had very specific laws on what should be eaten and what shouldn't be. Oh, and I how think animals about that. should behave and, like, the type of animal you could sacrifice and wow. all that. So if you think, you know, maybe maybe God doesn't like those type of animals, then just cover them all with sackcloth. I mean, let's get some sackcloth on those animals and let's go. we got to pray. Yeah. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trying to. Never mind. No, no, that every man and beast is covered in sackcloth now, which, I mean, come on. That's pretty so, funny. So, what do you think? What do you think happened? Do you think the people took the animals away from food or the animals just obeyed? No, they took them away from. There's they no did. way they would yeah. obey. They would no, obey. yeah, of course they could have. No. If yeah, a of cow, course. Yeah, a cow. They're not yeah, gonna no. know. No. You don't think so? Yeah, no, they're not. The baby cow. They're not. If the if God can <laughs> command crows to feed Elijah. Okay. A fair point. <laughs> okay, but, but, <laughs> but by the decree of the king and nobles, not by of God, yeah. but of the king and nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. Right. It's like a, yeah. I mean, if there was a, you know, Supreme Court order yeah. and it became an amendment to the Constitution that said animals can't drink or eat for a couple of days. So like, they you just know, took them away from all the food. Stop feeding your dog. You know, we would have to do it legally. Yeah. And if they're checking us, you know, they they wouldn't. Dog looks pretty well fed. And right. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. 
but they that's why they you know it was a big deal so i think they all were like take all the food away and they were trying to repent as hard as they could sometimes sometimes as christian we do that too yeah sometimes we give up something that's not completely necessary you know that that may not be a struggle at all and and we th- you know we want to give it up to to show our humility and then sometimes there are things that we bring back because we realize that that's not something that is something we should required give up. so yeah exactly. so listen to this it says again after after Nineveh proclaimed after Nineveh believed God and proclaimed the fast and put sackcloth the king says well, it says in in verse eight, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and cry mightily unto God. <laughs> Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way, and from the, and from the violence, that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger, that we perish not? Mm. Sorry, I was uh, I was just having a little interpretation of a horse crying out mightily to the Lord, and I think you know this is a very important city. We have a lot of those big cities in in the United States. Yeah, uh, very in, important port cities. Just like uh, um, what is it? New Orleans is an important port city. There's uh, New York. New York is a big example of that. And there's I mean, if God <laughs> if God wanted to. <laughs> There's some there's some judgment that could be sent down there. I mean, you've got murder rates, Chicago, Word. the shootings in Chicago. There's all the Th- different things. You didn't even have to clarify anything. You could have just left yeah. it at Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chicago. I mean, the, the they go hand cities, in hand together. Though. The big cities, it's it's harder to catch people doing crime when there's a lot of people. Yeah, because there's a lot of crime, and so you are often overstaffed, and it can hide. You know. It's like if you have three people in your town and it's a small country town and somebody gets murdered, there's only like two other people you have to look at. <laughs> but was the <laughs> king know? corrupt in this? No, At that time, I don't know. But there's plenty of examples of people who are good people that are in charge of, you know, cities that are... You just overlook the vice. Yeah. You Sometimes you use it if you're like the police chief. Sometimes you use that to say, okay, we'll fund the police department if they bribe us off to not... Because they're not really doing that much harm. Yeah. And they're going to keep doing it whether we catch them or not. So they kind of buy them off. And that's more in the olden times, not as much now. But, you know, a couple, like a hundred years ago, that's what they did. Is they just bought them off and there was a lot of corruption and things of that nature. And just, you know, it was murder. There was all these evil ways. I think a lot of it was because it was a giant port city and it had a lot of money going through it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was plenty of, you know, any t- town that has money in it has illicit activities. Oh, yeah. So it's like Orlando, a lot of tourists, a lot of things of that nature. You can find a lot of stuff. I I haven't done it, <laughs> but you know, there's things that it's just like there's districts that you say, "Oh, stay yeah. away from that part of town." Yeah, if you want it, you can find it in Orlando. Yeah, any any big city. I mean, there's the red light districts in New York. There's all these different places. You're like, you shouldn't go anywhere near that. You're gonna mm-hmm. get try to get sold drugs or anything like that. I think it's the same for Nineveh. There were things that you know, crime has its spots. And and I think that was a big part of it, and that's why God wanted them to repent. Is is yeah. because that maybe not everything they were doing as a city was wrong, but there were definitely portions of it that were very evil. Yeah. So, at the end of this chapter, he says, "And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that He had said that He would do unto them." 
and he did it not. Yeah. Imagine Jonah's anger at this point. Because he just le- yeah. he left to go to Tarshish so that he yeah. wouldn't be able to, see, he wouldn't give a message to Nineveh. Yeah. He hated Nineveh. Yeah. I wonder if we ever find out why. Uh, it was, again... It's, it's it's if I was asked to go to Chicago or any Vegas, I didn't even think of Vegas. If I was asked to go to Vegas and preach to them and have them repent, I mean, you think it's an evil city? I now I would obviously love for them to repent as a Christian. There were no Christians back then. You weren't acting Christ-like when you were, you know, at Jonah's time. There was no Christ. So in that time, it was just the 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 worst group of people. Mm-hmm. So it's like people. It's like it's like how we sometimes view people of you know Hollywood and all the celebrities that mm-hmm. are just kind of like doing their own thing, and we're like, ah, oh, we don't like those people, or we don't say hate anymore. But what was Jonah's background, and what was Nineveh's background? Because I think like you know how they had the Samaritan and the Jews; they don't like each other. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Because if he, I don't know any other reason why he would not like wanted to go to Nineveh for that. Yeah. Does that say anything in there? Hmm. This is a really interesting thing. Um, that is now. Now, do not take this as me reading the Bible. This is just an interesting point. Uh, Jonah is mentioned twice in the 14th chapter of the Deuterocanonical Book of Tobit, which is um, a third or early second century BC Jewish work describing how God tests the faithful, responds to prayers, and protects the covenant community. Um, the conclusion of which finds Tobit's son Tobias rejoicing at the news of uh, Nineveh's destruction by Nebuchadnezzar and Ahasuerus and apparent fulfillment of his prophecy against the Assyrian capital. So that's inaccurate because it wasn't destroyed until much later uh, by ne- Nebuchadnezzar and Ahasuerus. Um, but that is, um, I was going to see what timing that is. For Nineveh's also destruction. Wikipedia, which is made again by Wikipedia. Yes, agreed. <laughs> That's why we mostly use the Bible. I just thought that was an interesting yeah. point of somebody else. Don't but, trust Wikipedia. But the truth is, is that Nineveh was destroyed. Yeah, and that could be that maybe you know it was a new generation and it was a new group of people who you know three hundred years down the line wasn't taught. Yeah how to live and slowly built back up and eventually God did destroy them perhaps or I mean every city I'm gonna gonna say, Jerusalem was destroyed I'm gonna say that's a granny question right there brother for sure I don't know the timeline I am not learned in this alright everything I learn is on my own time yeah if I'm wrong tell me please <laughs> leave it in the co- say, say in the feedback tell me you're an idiot I you know I don't please know please tell Bill he's an idiot <laughs> I don't know everything. I just am reading on Wikipedia, and I'm trying to use biblical knowledge to say before I say that it is accurate. No, it, but it's all, it's all, it's, it's all, um... The truth is, there's a lot speculation. of... There's a lot of historical writings that were found that sometimes view things inaccurately because it's just like playing telephone. If you see an event, it, you may describe it differently, and I, I describe it down the line, and eventually the facts get turned around. Yeah. And I mean, that's an easy... That's an easy mistake to make. Jonah says Nineveh is going to be destroyed, and then hey, Nineveh is destroyed later on. Right. I guess that must have happened, you know. And and so, I think that's probably what is going on here. Okay, so the prophet's education is the title of the fourth chapter, the final chapter. It starts with disobedience, 
there was a lesson. Then it went to obedience. Oh, I can go through the first. Yeah, what was the f- second one? It didn't say. Oh, anything. they didn't say anything here. Just it just. Oh the, wait, we could probably so just the call first the prayer. thing. Yes, it the, was the first part. Disobedience, was, the judgment, yeah. was God's message. Yeah. The prophet's prayer, which that's the longest yeah. part. Then it says the prophet's obedience. Finally, to obedience, and then the prophet's education. Yeah. So it it goes from God giving him a word, then it goes to his prayer, then it goes to his uh, obedience and his education. Sometimes there are things that we are obedient about and we don't know why. Like there's things your parents tell you to do and you're not sure why yet. And you obey them, and then later on they tell you why you're supposed to do that. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. But it all makes sense in the Sometimes end. you don't explain everything all at one time. Yeah. I'm having a hard time with that with my kids, like having to tell them something and yeah. them to understand it. Like, I assume that they'll understand that when you clean your room, it's easier to walk in. Sure. Not that it's a punishment or something. It's not no, a punishment no. to clean your room. It's just that you. you have to be able to walk into your room and have your bed made and, you know, go to, you can walk in and out without having the lights on sure nowhere you know your foot yeah the footprint of your room and that makes it easy so the prophet's education but it displeased jonah exceedingly now after god delivered nineveh yeah his prophet was bad not that he delivered them he just didn't destroy nineveh like he was yeah. going to he was going to destroy nineveh but he didn't and jonah was upset but it displeased jonah exceedingly and he was very angry. Imagine like the cartoon image of a steam of smoke coming off yeah. your head. And he prayed unto the Lord and he said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore, I fled before unto Tarshish. For I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. That was a great backhanded compliment, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I left because you're so amazing and wonderful and love people. (laughs) Like, was it like, I told you how great and merciful you were. That's why I didn't do it. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's what's funny. (laughs) What? That's how much you hate that other person that you're like, I knew you would. Didn't I tell you this? I knew you would save him. That's why I didn't want to do this. My personal belief on this is that Jonah actually didn't say this. (laughs) I think that's one of those things where if you're in an argument, then you start bringing things up that you didn't actually think, but you think of in that moment and you start like, I didn't want to come because I knew you were going to save him. And and God's Mm -hmm. like, no, you just didn't. You didn't want to do it because you thought they'd kill you. (laughs) It's like, no, I, I. I knew you were merciful because you saved me a couple chapters ago and I was very I thanked you for it but I shouldn't have because you're too merciful because you saved these people too mm-hmm. it's very funny to me that he uh, it's just he's he's angry that's like God does not say anything to him other than well do us that well to be angry yeah. he's not even like he doesn't explain anything else he doesn't tell him why he shouldn't be angry he's like why are you mad bro and then he's like, you really think anger is going to help this situation? Because he just like, he like repented of something that he was going to do. And God called what he was going to do evil. Yeah. God said he repented of the evil that he was going to do to Nineveh. Yeah. And then now God's like, what do you mean? You did the thing and the thing that you wanted to have happen, happen. Supposedly, why are you mad about it? You preached so they'd repent and they repented. And now you're upset with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What did I do? I just I just repented of evil too. <laughs> I, did, I did the same thing that they did a minute ago. Right. Uh, 
Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. This guy. Then said the Lord, doest thou well to be angry? I feel like Jonah's being a little bit of a diva right here. 100%, dude. Yeah, for sure. I've I've heard that before. I'd rather die than have to go through this. You know what yeah, I mean? Like people say It's like no, you wouldn't. <laughs> no. You absolutely wouldn't. You're living your life right now. I just saved I you from a whale. I don't know, whale. though, man. Like, yeah, he was in a whale for three days. Yeah, I think but I'd he rather be dead, say too. It. No, he didn't say it until they repented. So he said it over some good stuff. It's like when something good happens to your enemy, and you're like, mm, just kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just hated him so much. But he was at his lowest moment in the whale, thanking God for... I guess protection for his mercy. And for his mercy, and yeah. Now he's mad at his but mercy. now, <laughs> after God has been merciful, yeah. to a country, oh, take back oh, everything gonna, that I said. You're gonna save yeah. them. I take back everything I said in the belly of the whale. Yeah. Everything, like that's what he's saying here. I yes. still really wonder why he doesn't like them, the people from Nineveh. It was a wicked city. It was a horrible was, place yeah. to go. So it's like jo- how we wouldn't want to go to Vegas. Like we wouldn't want to have anything to do with Vegas. Don't raise your eyebrow at me. You don't want to go to Vegas. It's a I want to drive through Vegas. I don't want to stop. I just want to see it. It's a city full going. of vice and corruption. What does what is it? Vice. Vice is uh, usually Something gambling. That grabs a hold of you. No, it's like gambling. Yeah, things yeah. that are. Sometimes it's used to describe like sexual, like prostitution, that kind of thing. But mostly gambling. So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. And there made him a booth and sat under it in the shadow till he might see what would become of the city. He's just sitting there waiting. I want to know what was he mean by become of the city. Was he waiting for them to like be destroyed yeah, or was he, he was waiting open. for them to like, like what? I think he was thinking in his mind. That he hit God with some real good points. You know, when you get done with the argument, like, oh, they, they're thinking about what I just said. And God's like, what? And like, <laughs> he doesn't know. But uh, like, he's like, I knew you're merciful. He's like, oh, I hit him with some shots. He's going to want to change his mind again. Yeah. And so he's sitting there waiting like, huh, huh, huh. he's going to change. And then and he gets past the 40 days. Yeah. Also, he <laughs> made him there a booth. I wonder what kind of booth it was. A shade or something. Shade. Fresh lemonade. Fresh lemonade right here. See the destruction of Nineveh. I was going to say hot dogs. (laughs) Hot dogs. Get your popcorn. Come watch Nineveh get destroyed in 40 days. Fresh popcorn. I don't know. One over here, buddy. One over here. In the shadow. And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. Now, there's a shadow earlier in the in the verse yeah. before so jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city and there made him a booth and sat under it in the shadow so i guess i guess the booth is like a table and he sat under the table yeah and the and it says here and the lord god prepared a gourd and made it to cover up over jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief so jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd so now he doesn't have to lay under the under the booth and he could just sit under yeah. top of it i'm thinking it's like one of those I, I don't know what you'd make a booth out of but i don't think it was very much shadow and even if your head is not like your head is covered by shadow it's still hot 
Yeah. But if you're under the shade of a tree, you sometimes yeah, I was feel th- I was thinking like he had a couple of palm fronds. Maybe. Like leaning on a stick or and then, something. And then a gourd comes up and it's like a bunch of vines together that, yeah. are, that are blocking the sun. You're like, oh, thank goodness. Now, I'm so one, glad for that gourd. One gourd? One gourd is just a collection of vines, I believe. Yeah. I was I was thinking like an enormous pumpkin. That's that's the thought that pops in the mind. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just like a v- gourd is just the plant, not the actual fruit. Yeah, it's I I have a bunch of gourds at my house. Like it's literally growing potatoes, looking stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, that's yeah. But, but it has it's a vine, right? Yeah, it's a vine. I would it's say a vine, it, and it has a mind of its own. It's literally I have if he has a little booth, and then the gourd went up the side of the booth, and they oh, all yeah. over. So there's that no makes shade. so much sense. There's more shade now and it's cooler. Yeah, because like, oh, the gourd at my house, we I have poles that hold up the yeah. carport, yeah. and these these vines literally have a mind of their own. They the vines grow out and it looks like it's looking for yeah. something, and once it grabs onto it, it literally spirals up, and yeah. then it makes a sh- it'll cover everything up there. I have to cut it down right. if I don't catch it fast enough. Sure. Like it'll be like couple a couple days and that vine catch it, touches the pole again. It's crazy how fast they are. They grow fast. But anyway, where am I at? Uh, verse six. And or the seven, Lord. Seven, you're on seven. seven, seven oh yeah, you're right. Looked the wrong one. Okay. But God prepared a worm, when the morning rose the next day, and it smote the gourd that it withered. So He sat under the gourd for a whole day. Yeah. And Thinking, it came. How to nice is this gourd? This is a great place to have yeah. shade. Yep. And it came to pass <laughs> when the sun did arise. That God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted, and wished himself to die, and said, "It is better for me to die than to live." Mm. That's how many times this, he said that. This guy, Twice, and one of them was just because he repented. The other one is uh, very fair, no shade. Mm-hmm. There's an east wind, which at that point is off of the desert. Mm-hmm. It's hot. Yeah, that's all hot Sand is going everywhere at this point. Yeah, hitting you in the face, and then the sun is there hot as usual and hotter than usual. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's dry. It's not like us. We've got humid, and it's bearable. Dry heat is off. It's it's literally a sauna. He's living in a sauna, a dry sauna of just every breath hurts. You're getting hit by sand. The sun is beating down. I'm going to be honest. I've been to the gym a couple times. I've been in the (laughs) sauna. Ten minutes in... I wish to myself to die. I'm gonna be honest. Just there's a couple of there's like oh is this worth it? Like you know. Not, not only that, but with the east <laughs> wind coming off the desert, that sand yeah. getting in his eyes, oh he can't oh yeah. he yeah. can't. That's say what I mean. Anything. It's like I haven't going in his ears. That. It's it's sure. miserable. Sure. Dude, there was a time in the gym that I told Bill, I was like, hey, can you breathe in here? How can you breathe? I was like, just breathe. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like dude, I was like. Do I breathe through my mouth or my nose? Like breathe through your nose, it burns. It burns. It I said, like, "No, it so doesn't bad. burn. I can do it." Yeah, um, I have word. a large nose. <laughs> but no, it's Did you just have surgery on your like yeah. deviated septum. I had a deviated septum. I had my um, sorry. Yeah, I had that. I had I think my tonsils and adenoids removed, which is like the adenoids are behind it, it's like glands that are pretty much unused. And then I had turbinates, which are like the bones filed, so they didn't take up as much space. Does that um, help with your sleep apnea? Not much. Well, not, there wasn't a whole lot. That's what they said with so with sleep apnea. Yeah. Sometimes it's because your like your little like your nasal passages are blocked, 
so like your sinus, all that stuff blocks it. But there's things you can take out, like your tonsils yeah. and adenoids and all that stuff that's not as necessary. But it still didn't do anything for me. So wow, yeah. What the more you know? Yeah. And God said to Jonah, "Doest thou well to be angry?" Wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Didn't he say that before? He did, but this time he says, "Doest thou well to be angry I'm, for the gourd?" Yeah. Okay. I don't so let me let me finish that. I don't think and he finished. And God said to Jonah, "Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd?" And he said, "I do well to be angry, even unto death." All right, so it's really fun to voice Jonah in your head as a little child here, like an angry <laughs> five-year-old, because that's how yeah. it feels. This like, for me, it's it's a kid from my church. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's that's the Lord said in verse four. Then said the Lord, "Doest thou well to be angry?" And then in verse nine, and God said to Jonah, "Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd?" And he said, "I do well to be angry, even unto death." I feel like at this point he's going like this. Ah, I do well to be angry even unto death. Mm-hmm. Then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd for the which thou hast not labored. Neither madest it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. My word, that's kind of true. The gourds yeah. come up fast. I'm telling yeah. you, like literally. Yeah. And that one came up faster than most. Had to have Sure. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and also much cattle? Yeah, oh. it's mm. how, dude, that, that's so many people. Yeah, that means so they're people. stupid. They can't tell the left hand. That's 120,000 people. You know what hyperbole is? That's more than 120,000 people there. Yeah. I mean, he they and they don't know which way to go because they've never been taught that. They've never been taught the right way. Yeah. And also much cattle. The cattle are very pleased to have a shout out on that. Um, mm-hmm. And and again, Jonah had no pity for the Ninevites. None. And, and had pity on a gourd that he had no control over and was just like, oh, I like gourds. Thank goodness for this shade. He's very simple minded. I like Jonah for this. Which I'm not sure why the cattle apply here. Oh, because because if he destroys Nineveh, then all those animals get destroyed too. And like probably everybody had at least three cows. Uh, that's a number I just made up. I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay, okay. Assyria and Israel wasn't a Nineveh. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the reason why Nineveh was in the middle of Assyria. We should have brought this up earlier. I yeah. didn't know this. Nineveh was Assyrian. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they were the enemies of israel right that's why he hated them so and that asked that question twice i'm sorry but google was slow i didn't know i didn't look it up yeah i I should have thought about it as well and just looked it up myself well i brought up the whole samaritan and jews thing and i knew that was something about that sure but anyway so you know what i get from this story i'm just Hmm. gonna that's the other thing about the story i'm sorry to interrupt but this is where it ends that's the end of the story. That's the last part of Jonah. We never There's hear not about more. Jonah. Yeah, we don't know about until Jonah until the New Testament. We don't hear about Jonah again until Matthew, when Jesus is talking about him. Yes, I wanted to bring that up too. You want to um, go into that just a little bit because I I pulled it up and thought it was very interesting. Yeah, because we were talking about Jesus. So Jesus tells the rest of the story. Uh, no, well, oh. no, he doesn't. But it's it's 
we've been making a lot of comparisons to Jesus. Right. Being like Jonah in walking on the sea and all of that. Well, not completely like Jonah, but yeah. Similar situations. Yeah, handled similar situations. Drastically different. Um, so Some this is Matthew 12 and 38. Uh, then certain of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Oh, man. Yeah. And and he goes on to talk about Solomon. So he calls him Jonas. Yes, that was at that Jonah. point. Yeah, you're talking about from Greek and Hebrew. It's a man. different lang- language. Different. Yeah, um, but that's like that's like sure. Joseph being Jose in Spanish. Yeah, exactly. It is. Oh, you're always learning something new. Okay, John, your name is Juan. I, yeah. didn't, know, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's oh, the same oh, thing. My word. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He probably didn't even get my Miguel Buble joke. Uh, he didn't listen to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he he was asking. They were asking for a sign, and he said he called them an evil and adulterous generation. And they said that the men of Enema. W- <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. The men of Enema. <laughs> I said almost said Enema. The men of Nineveh <laughs> shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. So he, the men of Nineveh would rise up and condemn the Pharisees because they repented when Jonah was preaching. But now this is Jesus. This is the Son of God preaching to them, and they don't listen. That's kind of like the. That's kind of like the uh, the vineyard. Uh, yeah. So even when Jesus was on earth, uh, Nineveh was still, I'm going to call it a Christian city? No, no. I think he said it got destroyed. He was just bringing up that the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment. It's saying that it's during the time of the judgment, uh, uh, I believe. And also just, you know, it's like your forefathers are turning over in their graves. Like the founding fathers are rolling over in their graves from this time. And they say stuff like that. Then men of Nineveh shall ride in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. Mm-hmm. It's like, why wouldn't you, if you listen to Jonah, we listen to Jonah, why can't you listen to Jesus? Right. I mean, you know, it's a totally different thing. But Jesus did a really good, uh, what's it called when you when you go back and... A reference? Yeah, a really good reference on Jonah because you go yeah. back into Jonah and he had to give a message to Nineveh. God's, Jesus is sent here to give a message to everybody else. Are we willing to accept that message or are we going to, you know, reject it right. and be destroyed? Sure. And that's the, that's the message that was given here. But I get I get this message from Jonah where I say. We're going to are we going to be the Jonah type where. We run away from the calling that we have, hmm. if we have this call on bill, you said it earlier about us having this podcast. If God called this podcast to be a thing and he called it two years before we even decided to make this podcast a a thing. That's true. I had it sitting on a table. Not sure when to start it, but God gave me the sign. If I had not done it, where would it be right now? And the benefit, what benefit would it have made? You know what I mean? Sure. So, I didn't run to Tarshish. I didn't say I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do this podcast. Right. Or I'm gonna do something completely different. You yes. know, I went ahead and I and I did what I knew to do. Right. And 
I'm seeing benefit from it. I'm seeing people listening. I told you already there's people listening right now that are probably going to listen to this right now and saying, I'm hearing a lot of God in this podcast. Yeah. I've heard it from everybody, you know, and it's not just like we're having a good time. We're, we talk, sure. we laugh. We enjoy it. It's not all too serious. Yeah. You know, I got to be honest. A, I enjoy a, this. Like I look forward to Wednesdays, not too. just for church, but just to be able to record and, and do this because it's so enjoyable for all of us. Oh, yes. I love it. But here's here's the thing about Jonah, man. He absolutely hated Nineveh. And God wanted to save it. God had a purpose. What are we going to do when we're given that chance to save something that God had a purpose for? Is it your family? Is it your friends? Is it your podcast? Is it your job? What are you going to do when God has a purpose for that? Are you going to save that or are you just going to run away from it? Yeah, this story is very much a warning about needing to to really do what God tells you to do because if you don't, there will be a, there of course there will be consequences. Did you not hear me? I did. I thought you were gonna finish. That was it. I lost. I lost. You, the, the way thought. The, your tone of voice when you're talking makes it sound like you're gonna continue talking. Yeah. That's what that's what happened with the whole Rome thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like my pastor always says, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> We're thinking they're gonna keep on going or something. Yeah. Hey, oh, did you say here. Rome? Uh, no, I was. I didn't <laughs> even care about that. I was just gonna say he made it in here anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to worry but, about it later. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I'm I'm being like, you have to be able to be ob- obedient to God's word. Yeah. yeah. You have to because if you're not, there's there's repercussions. There are, and you know. Yeah. To the point of wanting to die, and in Jonah's yeah. case, like four times. And it's not necessarily that I want to die. It's there's. It's necessarily like I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do it. That's the that's sure. the part where you say it's too much pressure. You should have done it this way because now I don't want to do it. Right. Now I don't want to have this this burden on my heart. Well, and and God had mercy on Jonah until the very end. That won't always happen. How long will he have mercy on you? Exactly. There's times where he sometimes prevents people from having horrible things happen to them, but that's an obedience. And then once you become disobedient, there's no assurance given. To be honest, there's no assurance given even when we are obedient when it comes to, you know, every... Every so everybody's gonna die. Like the Bible says it uh, rains on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, Wouldn't you much rather want to be the just in that scenario? I'd rather not get rained on, but I mean, everybody gets rained on, buddy. <laughs> but wouldn't you rather have the assurance that you can call out to God at any yeah. time and have yeah, Him deliver sure. you from it? For sure. Or at least know that you're in the right place. That's the thing. Is yeah. Jonah had a lot of hardship, but if he had known. I'm going to the right spot. You know, he could have gotten attacked on the way to Nineveh, but he was like, I'm going where God needs me to go. Just imagine yeah. how different that story would be if the same thing happened, but instead of him leaving, mm-hmm. like running away, he had went and the same story played out. It wouldn't. I don't think it would. I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have been upset if he went. I don't think he would have hated those people as much as he did if he just was like, I'm just going to go. I'll preach to him. He wouldn't be angry. Mm hmm. Because he he would have had humility towards God. I don't think he would have been near as angry. Because you know, 
he went through a lot and felt like he was justified to be angry at God. Who knows what happened to him? He could have gotten struck down right there. We don't know. No. That's just where the story ends. But where does our story end? We don't know where that ends either. No, you're right. And that's where we have to figure it out. That's what I was just that's what I was just saying. I was gonna I was gonna like ask you hmm. what was your in the belly of the whale moment? You know? Hmm. Like what was your in the belly of the whale moment? Cause you know, when God gives you a calling and you know you have that calling. The belly of the whale moment is God's putting you through this. We just had a we just had a podcast with JC Santos where he said there's a purpose through the process. And the belly of the whale puts you in a point where you're just like, All right, I'm I'm just about having enough of this. Yeah. I need to I need to give obedience to God. Right. So that belly of the whale moment is where do you turn around at? Yeah. And where do you go and say, all right, I'm going to be obedient. Not not saying that you're going to go and do what you what you're told to do reluctantly. Yeah. You know, but have a happy and joyous heart about what you're going to do. Well, and where is your focus? If your focus is put just on that first part of Jonah where he's getting thrown into the ocean but you don't stop there. Yeah. You know, you just right. stop there and don't read on. Then you're like, oh, well, and there Jonah died. You know, <laughs> like that's the end of Jonah. And, yeah. and if you focus only on that portion of the story, if you focus on one part of your life, mm-hmm. maybe you'll say, oh, this isn't, you know, if you're focusing on where you are right now, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know how God can help me through this. Yeah. But when you go back to the whole picture and think, well, I thought that the last time something like this happened and he got me through it and it was, it turned out better for me. Right. You know, it was a benefit to me in some ways. Or it was meant to strengthen my resolve and strengthen my character. Yeah. Well, hey, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Go to thebrospod.com. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think you like about this episode. One to five stars. And we're glad to have you. If you want to be on this episode, let us know. Put it in the reviews. Any guest ideas, requests for any topics, we're here. I mean, we want to do things that the audience wants to hear. And we don't know if you don't tell us. You know, it's like if God didn't tell Jonah to go to Nineveh and he just had his home. (laughs) We we don't know what to do with you guys. We just do our best. (laughs) Well, mind you, we're we're just starting off with the podcast. We have no money. We can't get anybody out here. But if you're close enough, (laughs) we can't buy an airplane ticket. (laughs) Don't come from Tarshish, please. Come from right here. Come from Joppa. Come from Joppa, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, your continued support is always a blessing. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful night.